You're listening to the 63rd edition of the Bittachon Podcast. We're going to continue in the Rabbeinu Yoyna. Go back a little bit, just to refresh what we spoke about last week. Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem the Pasuk that we're talking about, is this Pasuk that refers to the name of Hashem, to Hashem Himself as it were, as a powerful fortress. Boyarut Sadik Veniskov, a righteous person will run with the name of Hashem, and he will be prosperous, he'll be successful. Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem, Yivosha Adam and Atzara Bezorch Hashem Hashem Espalad Lofan of Ken Yorutz Bishmai. The person who goes with the name of Hashem, he will be saved. A person who is praying to Hashem, he's davening, and he's constantly mentioning Hashem. That person, that's, that's what it means in the first shot in the Rabbi Yonah, that's what it means that he's running with Hashem. So the tzaddik is going to run. He's not going to be afraid. He's not going to be afraid that he's going to trip on his way. Because... Pasuk says, if you will run, you will not stumble. person is running, he doesn't necessarily see the stumbling blocks along his path. But, ordinarily a person is careful not to walk until he makes sure that there is nothing in his way that's going to cause him to stumble. To make sure that there is nothing dangerous that surrounds him. So, a regular person who's not thinking about Hashem, who doesn't have bitachim, so they live in a bit of fear and they have to make sure that everything is ready and everything is, there's no stumbling blocks in their path. But the righteous person, so his heart is calm, his heart is completely trusting in Hashem. He's sure that nothing bad will befall him. Right now I would say it doesn't mean that he doesn't take any precautions. It just means that he's not as concerned and as uh, anxious about the possibilities of something going wrong. And if something goes wrong, you're not telling me, Manu, he's going to be saved. Veniskov, that's the end of the Pasuk. He's, he comes out of it. I, I translate it as prosperous, but it really means um, expansive. He's saved from any difficult situation, and the word for difficult situation is tsar, which means constriction. So he's expanded from a place of constriction. Similarly, that's the understanding of the verse, which says in Mishle Chavtes, that someone who trusts in Hashem, is, his experience is expansive. Hashem will answer you on a day of difficulty, of constriction, and He will expand you. Right, it mentions in this pasuk that someone who trusts in Hashem is called a righteous person. Because having bitachin is one of the highest levels of fear of heaven. And he says another point, and here's where we begin something new. One aspect of a high level of a person is the fact that they are bitachin; they're trusting in Hashem. But there's also an aspect of Yira, right? Fearing heaven means that I believe that everything that's happening to me is from God, and I believe that He's with me, and Hashem is going to help me. But involves another aspect of Yira, of fear of heaven, is you have to be concerned. I'm, I'm constantly concerned. Perhaps I've done something wrong, that I'm not proper in the eyes of Hashem. So the Pesach says, those who fear Hashem 
HaBitachon Hashem. So you see that Yira and Bitachon are tied up together. They're connected to each other. Those who fear Hashem have bitachin. Those who fear Hashem are worried about their sins, so they, go, they seem to go hand in hand. Those who are concerned, lest they do something that's not appropriate in the eyes of God, so they are making sure to, to fix themselves, and they are also people who trust in Hashem. The idea is that a person who has fear of heaven, so his bitachin is a different kind of bitachin, it's a different quality, I would say. Well, yes, there al acheres, but, the, of course, bitachon is something that applies to anybody, even those who are, who are not as righteous, or not as concerned with righteousness. But still, the higher level of bitachon is where it's accompanied with righteousness. This needs extensive explanation, which it doesn't seem like he's going to give over here. He says, it could be explained that another pshat, that what does it mean that we said at the end of the Pasuk that somebody who sees Hashem as his, as his tower, as his migdal oiz, as his fortress of power. So that tzaddik runs with Hashem. Another explanation of this running, when a person has bitachon, what does it mean he runs? So Wamsha, we said he's running, he's not worried, he's, he's moving, he's on his, on his way, he's not so concerned and anxious. Second shot he says is like this. That a person who's righteous, who's about bitachon, he finds the strength, the power inside of himself to run. He doesn't have any compunction, he's not worried, he's not nervous. Besides the fact that he's not anxious, he also has, has renewed strength. Person who has bitachin, he has spiritual strength that he can work day and night. He's not going to become tired. Because of the fact that he trusts in Hashem. He knows that Hashem is a nemon, he's trusted, he's going to pay the person, so to speak, the reward for his efforts. So because of that bitachin, because of that sense of of, uh, you know, belief, full-on belief that Hashem is going to provide for him, his reward. When a person is involved in his avoidah, in his service of Hashem, because of the bitachon, so the time passes without any feelings like, oh my, you know, how am I going to do it? How am I going to accomplish it? How am I going to have the strength for it? The strength is there. He experiences expansion. Because of his trust in Hashem. Yesugav Mikol Tzara, as we said, he's going to be protected from and expanded beyond any constriction, beyond any difficulties. Yesugav, like we saw before, the one who trusts in Hashem is expanded. And in a similar vein, Isaiah the prophet says, Those who hope to Hashem, right? The concept of, of tikva which is hope, and the concept of bitachin, which is trust, are very closely related, as we've seen. So those who hope to Hashem, those of bitachin Hashem, they renew their strength. Your roots below you go. So there's two things in that passage. One is that they run and they don't become weary, and the other thing is that yelchu they, they walk and they don't become tired. 
So what's these two ideas? Be'er or Inyan? Says the Rabbeinu Yoyinah, the explanation is, Yitzchuchu Torah Yeser will you go. They will be involved in extra efforts, but they won't become tired. There are certain mitzvahs that require effort, and they require preparation, and they require alacrity. Right? So they could be very tiring. For example, redeeming those who are captured and saving people's lives. But still, if that person has bitachin, the person has that connection to Hashem, it's strong in them, so they won't get tired like we saw before. But there's also things in regards to there's running and not getting tired, and there's also walking and not getting tired. What's the walking referring to, says Rabbi Yana? There's some mitzvahs that require that they be done constantly. They require consistent effort until the job is completed. Right? It's not necessarily running. It's not necessarily, you know, sudden explosion of effort, it's just consistency. I need to do it, I need to continue, I need to do it, I need to continue. For example, studying the Torah and acquiring good midas, the, the midah of fear of heaven. So Yelchu, person who has bitachin, has the proper bitachin, so they will go, in the same way as the Pasuk in Bracious says, Hashem said to, to Avram Avinu, go in front of me, that means be consistent. I want you to consistently go, to be walking with me constantly, Hashem says. And even though a person, it's hard to be consistent, it's hard to get up every single day and go to Davin, learn Gemara, whatever it is, learn Torah, be involved in work, be involved in family, all these things that are valuable to us. Right? It's hard to do that consistently and to be involved with that consistently, nevertheless. The, the promise here is that if we have proper bitachin and faith in Hashem, so then we'll be able to do this. We'll be able to have that consistency. We'll be able to, if it's needed to have an explosion of, of effort, we'll be able to accomplish that because of our bitachin. Okay, next pasuk in, in Mishle. It says, Hain Ashir, Kiryas Uzay. This is a similar idea to something that we said before, but it's definitely worth thinking about again. The, the great wealth of the rich person is that which he depends upon. It's that, that's what gives him strength. And he has a very powerful wall in his maskis, which means stone. So we'll see what, how it applies. What does it mean in his stone? The righteous person trusts in Hashem Right? This is in, in comparison, right? We had the previous passage which talks about the fact that a righteous person trusts in Hashem, he has his full faith placed in God, that's where he feels prosperous from, that's where he gets his prosperity. The, the, the wealthy person, and of course you can be a wealthy person and put your faith in Hashem, but the, the wealthy person who doesn't have the faith in Hashem, but rather he's placing his faith in his wealth, he believes that his wealth is a powerful and tall wall. In his room that's made out of stone. What's his room that's made out of stone? That's where he keeps his wealth. That's where he keeps all of his gold and his silver. Another understanding is that the of the word mosquito could be uh, I'm sorry, in his thoughts, in his minds. 
Milashan Maskiyas Levov. We find a Pasuk in Tehillim that refers to Maskiyas Levov, which means the thoughts of the heart. So the, the rich person who doesn't have the way of Bitachan places his faith, his mind, his heart, that faith is placed into, into, his, uh, into, this, into his wealth. However, when it comes to the Bitochen and Hashem, so that's the salvation from any oppression. The Bitochen, like we saw in the previous passage, like we discussed previously, that a person who trusts in his wealth, so that's a reason for him to, to heaven forbid, lose his serenity. Right? That's why the passage says afterwards that before a person is destroyed, what is the antecedent to destruction of a human being? It's the gaiva that a person has in his heart. Right? If a person feels like, I can do this myself, I got this, I got this. You know, when a person starts to feel that way, and it's easy to feel that way when a person, like the, that's the nisayan of wealth, the nisayan of having money, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Of course, it's hard to be poor, but it's also hard to be rich because it's easy for a person to fall into gaiva, to fall into pride, to believe that, I'm going to do this myself. I can accomplish this myself, right? And that can cause a person's downfall. Which is something that we saw in the last podcast, which is that somebody trusts in his wealth, so he will fall. So it's interesting here. I'd like to just point something out uh, rather than start the next thing. But he mentions here Shalva. And I don't remember if we spoke about this together. We may have that the Altar of Navarik talks about Shalom versus Shalva. That there's a concept of peace, there's a concept of shalom, peace, and there's a concept of shalva, serenity, peace. And here, in regards to the rich person who believes in his own, in his own self, so he mentions the word shalva, serenity. And basically, the Alta Vernavarik lays out that there's two different possibilities how a person feels serenity. One is when a person has all of his needs fulfilled. When he feels like he has all the food he needs, he has all the wealth he needs, he has all the love he needs, he has all of the, all of the things that surround a person that a person desires. When he feels like he has everything that he needs, it's a certain type of shalva. When a person has all of his needs fulfilled. A certain type of serenity. But then there's another type. There's another, which I don't remember which one he calls which. Maybe that shalva is the good one, shalom is the, I'm not sure which one. But there's a different type of serenity, a different type of peace which is not because I have had all of my needs fulfilled, I have all of the money in the bank, I have all the pensions waiting for me for my old age, and I have everything lined up and everything is perfect. But rather, right, because that kind of serenity is nice until it falls. What happens if the stock market crashes? What happens when the, the pensions go bad? What happens when, when push comes to shove, when the difficulties arise? So how does a person deal with that when the things aren't, you know, Things, things can turn around. Things can go from good to person gets sick, right? Heaven forbid. So, the the higher level, the deeper level, the more powerful level, the one that has more sustaining power, is the idea where a person lowers his standard. I don't need to have so much money. I don't need to have so much food. I don't need to have everything. All the things that I think that I need, instead of me trying to get so much. I mean, disappointed when I don't have it. There is a deeper serenity, a deeper peace, when I when I 
lower my needs. I make, I make my needs less. And he says, a person complains. He says, Hashem, why aren't you giving me my needs? But he doesn't realize that he's creating his own needs. He's creating his own standards that aren't necessarily needs. Okay, so that's the Altar of Navardic talks about it. And I think that that's connected to what we're speaking about here. The person who's rich, so he depends on himself, and he thinks that he has everything that he needs, this person who doesn't depend on Hashem. Again, I'm not talking about every rich person. But, right, so the person depends on himself. He depends on his own gaiva. So, but that can, so easily, the, the tables can turn, heaven forbid. The person can, and, and, and the gaiva that's inside of the person, that pride, can cause that. You can look around. It's not hard to find examples of people who their gaiva caused great destruction to themselves, to those around, caused them to lose their positions of power, whatever, those kinds of things. It's not, it doesn't take much to think of such people. The other side of it is that the tzaddik says, you know, I, I believe that everything that I have is what I need. So I don't have, you know, the Lexus or the Tesla. I have a conquer yeshiva shikar. But Marash Yeshiva talks about this. You know, I like my car. I like the, I'm happy with the, uh, I, mean, I enjoy what I have. I appreciate what I have. This is what I need. This is exactly what Hashem wants for me. Right? That's, that's, a, that's a much deeper sense of serenity. Now, that person is not always running and trying to fulfill his needs and get his needs taken care of and complaining to Hashem, like, God, why didn't you give me what I want? You know, it's a different kind of feeling. It's a different kind of approach to life. It's a much healthier approach. A much more, it's a much more durable approach. It's going to last a person in, in all situations. All right, so that's where we are. And uh, Mr. Shem will continue next time from this spot. And thank you so much. We'll see you again next time.